0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on drug culture and music. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And what we wanted to do in this episode is focus on the drug epidemic in the United States. Cuts across all communities. We found out that there are more than 125 people a day every single day, who die from drug overdoses. And it's not just heroin. Some of it is pills, but a lot of it is heroin and pills, the vast majority of it. And that number, hundred and over 125 each and every single day, we lose more people to drugs than we do to gun violence, to terrorism, and even to car accidents, which is staggering. So we wanted to focus on the music. Is it making it feel okay, especially for teens and children that it's okay to do these drugs and of course in hip-hop we're familiar with all the trap talk that's out there in the lyrics but it's also in pop music too you have very pretty very beautiful pop uh, singers the girls and they're there and they're singing about their drug abuse and drug addiction and that they want to get high. So that's what we're talking about with our guests in this episode of Street Soldiers. Joining me in studio is Jamie Hector. He's an actor. And you know Jamie from the series on HBO called The Wire, where he played one of the main characters, Marlo Stanfield. He's now kind of, his acting career has taken another turn, and he's starring as a detective in the Amazon Prime series called Bosch. He also has a foundation that he started, a nonprofit organization called Moving Mountains, using theater to empower our young people and children in our inner city urban areas. And, as if that's not enough, you just finished acting as uh, Matulu Shakur, Tupac's father, in the Tupac pick, All Eyes on Me. Yes, And great to have you back. Great to be back, Lisa. Thank you so much for being with (laughs) us, Jamie. Also with us is Alicia Reddy. She's known as the Addiction Angel. She's a registered nurse and drug interventionist. Alicia's the one that gets the call when somebody has a member of their family who has a serious drug problem. They're in danger of overdosing. And she deals with them firsthand and tries to get them help before it's too late. So, Alicia, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is up and coming hip hop artist J I D K. He's on tour right now, Farewell Subtrap. His uh, you might have seen his video on Revolt TV, which is where yeah. I found out about you. And <laughs> yeah. of course Team Lisa Rose and everybody told me yeah. about you. It's called God Said Trap, King Trappy the Third. Yes. And you were just nominated as one of Double XL magazines. Freshman class, so yes, yes, congratulations yes. Thank on you. all that, and appreciate thank you so much for being with it. us. Thank you for having me. We really me. appreciate it. Alicia, I want to start with you on this. In terms of how bad it is, we see that number. What does that look like on the ground where you're helping people?
1: Well, I'm in the trenches of it. I'm a registered nurse in Staten Island, and I started this about six, six years ago when the epidemic just started rising and people really weren't aware about it. Now on Staten Island, this month alone, we lost probably 12 to 15 um, loved ones on Staten Island this month alone.
0: 12 to 15. Yes.
1: Yes. And mostly young people, or most, mostly or health, all ages. We are losing an entire generation from 18 to like 34 across the nation. It's terrible, terrible, and mostly overdoses from prescription pills
0: and heroin. So what happens? Why do they become so addicted so fast? Because we see this story of people, well, they got pills for an accident or they had surgery or they had some kind of problem. And then next thing you know, they're on heroin. Take us through that process.
1: Well, from my experience and being a nurse, um, it started with the prescription drug abuse which um, when Big Pharma started giving out these pills like it was candy, an entire nation got addicted. And it wasn't until people started um, not being able to get a hold of the pills anymore from doctor shopping that it went to heroin. And heroin is much cheaper. And now all these kids from urban areas and suburban areas are addicted to heroin and overdosing because it's laced with so many other chemical compounds that are deadly. Like this China White that they talk about with the fentanyl? Fentanyl. A lot of it is laced with fentanyl. And the word on the street is the more potent and powerful it is, the kids want it. They want it more. They want to find out where they got that
0: powerful stuff from. Jamie as the uh, when you were acting in the wire and doing the wire that was something for a lot of people that was the first time they really saw a glimpse of what it's like in a lot of our impoverished areas in the inner city and what really goes on there and the battle of survival that goes on especially you know for the kids right. too i think that was so powerful about the story when you see what's happening now what are your thoughts about that whole you know that whole era and where we're at right now
2: you know uh, <clears throat> Even in the past and watching The Wire from seasons one through season five, when I had a chance to sit down and watch it over like a holiday season, I realized the bottom line is always follow the money. You know, and in all areas, even when it's dealing with drugs involved in music or drugs through film, it's always follow the money. So it's like whoever's making the money in the bottom line, whether it's music, whether it's on the streets, you follow where that money is going and you can realize how these certain drugs fall into your community. You know, and I think that um, watching this show and being a part of this show—that was just a small element of 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 the situation. It was politics, it was education, it was everything else. But just seeing how much money was being able to be made on the streets from distributing drugs, whether it was weed or coke or crack or heroin or whatever the case may be—I think it's just once you can, if you can pull that money out, then you can you can do it and save a lot of people.
0: Do you think it's worse now because there is a lot of money out there to be made? I think it's worse. I, you know what,
2: in regards to it's different, it's different because I see so many other areas where it increased, like swiping or credit cards or whatever the case may be. But right. I think it's a, I, I don't see the direct effect going on right now in terms of heroin, but I know it's huge because I hear about it through the young folks when they talk about it in different areas, like in, in, in Staten Island or in Long Island or in the suburban areas also because they start on prescription drugs. As a matter of fact, I had to do a, um, a commercial for a friend of mine, Jimmy Wahlberg, in regards to prescription drugs to, to understand how high it is. So we we um, put together a an, um, public service announcement telling the parents to, just to, to keep their their, their their bathrooms um, locked in terms of the um, where the prescription drugs might be because right. you don't want to expose the kids to it.
0: And people don't even think about that. JIDK, in terms of the, you look at hip-hop right now, yeah. and you're out there touring, you've been around the United States, you got a couple more cities left on your Farewell Subtrap tour. There's a lot of drugs that are out there.
3: Yes definitely
0: what do you tell us what you say
3: um, you know i see a, a, a lot of people uh i don't really see the heroin thing there was a point in my time uh, a point in my life where i did see that um you know when i was incarcerated and i and i realized how many people actually did heroin um you know uh baltimore is you know not too far from where i live is an area where heroin is very prominent you know but um in terms of what i'm seeing now you know in the music industry, it's a lot of cocaine, you know what I mean? Weed, you know, things of that nature, and um, and 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 that's really mostly what I've been seeing, you know. Uh, apart from like drinking and things like that, and 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 the lean. Oh yeah, and the lean, and you know, all of those things, you know. Um, I, I see that a lot, um, you know, just going from state to state, meeting different people. A lot of people do those things. You do you know?
0: feel like a lot of people are high a lot of the time?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. That's just you know I I guess that's part of the culture I don't really know what you would you know say but it, it's 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 a lot of people yeah
0: and do you think the reason we're going to get into this in the in the next segment about the the number of lyrics that are are about this as well and also the hidden you know there's a, there's a hidden aspect of this but we've been seeing here in New York you know a lot of heroin. Heroin coming out of uh, Patterson, yeah. being shipped into the suburban, you know, like the suburban shopping malls. That's where they make the drop and they sell it, and mm. it's kind of. But people don't see it, and that's that's one of the problems, Alicia. That a lot of people just don't see what's happening. Well, Staten
1: yeah. Island is the epicenter for drug prescription drug abuse today in in the United States. The United States. Yes, we are the epicenter. That's why there, there's so much media. Um, coming to Staten Island and try to bring you know awareness to the problem. It is it is so bad I don't think a lot of people realize it and he mentioned you know cocaine There is a rich man's drug which is you know that these pills are $25 30 a uh, pill on the street If you can't afford it or cocaine you go to crack or you go to heroin right and that's a big part of the problem
0: in Staten Island All right, we're going to continue to talk more about that. And I want to get into some of the specifics and the lyrics and the thing that we hear over and over again and whether you all think that this has an impact on young people. Is this like a mantra they keep hearing over and over and over again that this kind of drug use and sales and being involved in that whole game is okay? You're watching and listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
3: Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks and real people only on Hot 97.
0: Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. And what we're focusing on in this episode, is there a connection between drug abuse and our popular culture, especially what we hear in our music, not just hip hop, but also pop music? One of the most common themes we found in lyrics and also in videos is drug use, drug abuse, and selling drugs and that's what we're talking about with our guests right now actor Jamie Hector is with us you can see him right now he's currently co-starring in the Amazon Prime crime series called Bosch and if Jamie looks familiar and you haven't seen Bosch yet it's because you've seen him in The Wire where he played Marlo Stanfield in that hit HBO series and Jamie just finished uh, starring as Matulu Shakur Tupac's father and the Tupac Shakur movie All Eyes on Me and he's also uh, started a nonprofit organization called Moving Mountains to Help Young People in Urban Areas Empower Themselves Through Theater and Dramatic Arts. Jamie, thanks so much for being you're with welcome. us.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We
0: really appreciate it. Also with us is Alicia Reddy. She's known as the Addiction Angel. She's a registered nurse and drug interventionist working on Staten Island to try to help people cope with this drug epidemic that is taking more than 125 lives a day in the United States. Alicia, we're so glad you're with us. Thank you for having me. Also with us is up-and-coming hip-hop artist J.I.D. Um, Jay is on tour right now, Farewell Subtrap. You may have seen his video on Revolt TV. It, it's God Said Trap, King Trappy Third, And he was also just nominated as one of Double XL Magazine's freshman class. So thank you so much for yeah. being with us. Thank you. All right, Jay, I want to talk about the lyrics a little bit, okay? Yes. In God Said Trap, one of the, one of the verses... If you need the coke, it's right here. If you need that dope, it's right here. If you need that weed, it's right here. If you need that PCP, it's right here. Yeah. Your connect got a drought, I'm right here. Yeah. What does that mean?
3: Well, so I, I know you, you probably heard that. Did you listen to the entire song, uh, especially the second verse? So my name stands for, IDK stands for Ignorantly Delivering Knowledge, The Only Way Our Generation will Listen. I found a way to kind of speak to the people, um, the kids, the people who like this type of music um, without sounding like I'm preaching. Um, basically, the that verse, that part of the uh, verse is a setup. That whole song was about me selling weed at the time and thinking about selling Coke or all these other things to make more money. In the second verse, I talk about okay, now that I'm making all this money, I'm going to help my friends out so they can start doing the same thing. But when they start doing the same thing, I start to see these problems. Like, you know, my girlfriend telling me, oh, you might get caught one day. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm making all this money. And if I stop doing this, I'm gonna see repos and everybody, you know, everything that I've worked for with the selling drugs is gonna go away, but I may either get killed or go to jail if I continue to do it, so now I'm uh, conflicted between the two. A lot of people go into selling drugs thinking that they'll get to a certain point and stop, but when they realize that once they get to that certain point and that's the only way they can make that amount of money, they get stuck in, into that mindset, and that's what I was talking about in this whole song. But I did it in a way where it seems like if you listen to it, it seems like the regular trap stuff that you may listen to. And I'm a fan of that music as well. You know, don't get me wrong, not necessarily the lifestyle of it. And that's not what a lot of these kids are are really. They're not really listening to it based off of the lifestyle. It's more so the the energy of the song.
0: Okay, definitely, and, and you do say in the song, you talk about that insatiable desire, like I'm just gonna hustle until, so I can get what I want, right. but the problem is, you say in the song, I, I can't stop wanting. Right. So it right. becomes like this this vicious cycle mm-hmm. that has a lot of high consequences. But why does the whole trap, and, and yeah, we're not, you know, trap music a lot of times has, the, the beats are crazy, they're great, yeah, yeah. the hooks are there. But why is that the way to get to this generation?
3: That's all we li- they listen to, that's all we listen to. That's what we wanna hear. We. Unfortunately You know We're not A kid my age And even younger Is not gonna put in A Common CD And listen to that Even though I think Common is an amazing artist And that's what You know I grew up on And and I appreciate And understand it But the average kid Is not They wanna hear That trap music I, I can't give you The reason why That's what's popular Right now But that's what The reality is Um That's the type of music That gets millions of views On YouTube As opposed to a song about you know something positive uh kids listen to rap music kind of to escape their parents you know what I mean like escape being preached to and told to do the right thing it's like a rebellious thing to listen to rap and that's what they get uh and it's not just inner city kids black kids none of that there's suburban kids who never ever done none of this stuff in their life but they watch this, this stuff because they're infatuated by it and this music has a specific type of energy that you can't get that they can't get else. from any other genre. Yeah.
0: So so basically you're saying you you use, all, you use all of that the drug references to try to get this message out there that there are consequences.
3: Right, but more so, you know, more than anything, I think the reason for why what I'm doing is so successful is I'm not necessarily even preaching to anyone. I'm not telling you that it's good. I'm telling you exactly like it is. What, what it is. I'm, you know, it's not a
1: biased point of view. Alicia, do you think the music yeah. plays a role? Absolutely. Kids as young as eight years old are listening to rap music, pop culture. And I think they have a significant potential to either discourage or encourage drug use or drug abuse. And they, they, these artists... And actors, they need to realize that we're losing an entire generation. And they are key because these kids listen to the music regardless of what their race, gender. And they have such an impact and influence on these kids. And if they just send a different message, a positive message, don't glorify it. We're losing too many kids to the Mollies. Everything is molly and opiates, and and you know all this, all these different and jobs. combinations
0: of stuff. Because a lot of times they're not just doing one thing. Right. But Jamie, what about you that? I mean, it, it, Jay says, and and he's right because he's a lot of other people would say exactly the same thing. People aren't going to listen to a positive message.
2: You know, I mean, it's a culture, right? Like Jay said, it's a lifestyle, and you know, it. it it, it makes you feel great when you listen to it. You get inspired by it. When I was younger, I heard White Lies. I didn't know what they were talking about. you know. But right now, it just comes fast and furious. It's different because it's coming really fast. It's coming from all angles. And it's like some people are not being different. Unlike Jay that goes over and he hits you with one, a little Pavlov, and then he redirects you by the end of the verse. But if it's constantly coming, and it's like you know, hit this lean, hit this E, hit this PCP, et cetera, et cetera, and then it's not shifting And being redirected, then they take it seriously. Because music, for me, it got to my bones. You know, I used to listen to Nasir and I used to listen to Jay. It got to my bones and it inspired me. It, It moved me to go and do it and get it. But when I heard them talking about weed and everything and talking about alcohol, you know, you wanted to try the Henny. You know, you wanted to try all of that. But at the same time, it's just a responsibility of all of us also. And, you know, I can't be a hypocrite in talking about it. I played a character that was the... The largest the hustler, biggest the years. biggest drug dealers, right? But, right. you know, it was a combination of of politics, education. um, The leaders were political. The leaders were the police officers. Right. It was officers, a big
0: part le- of it, too, the whole police piece it and political piece. It was the entire piece. culture, yeah.
2: you know what I mean? And it's like, but when you got hip-hop, it's the thing that we always got to recognize and take responsibility for is that as a rap artist, which I appreciate and respect, and a pop artist, you're on 24-7. True. You are your own PR, you know? So if you spit it worth the life, The youngins are going to hear it and they're going to take heed to it. So we got to mix it up a little bit.
0: Well, plus the plus the presence the the whole digital thing is so oppre- oppressive in some ways yeah the the presence that like you said the artists are on 24 7 the presence mm-hmm. is out there pushing stuff out there the media you know the media is out there constantly 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 so it, the lifestyle is a very important part <laughs> of it too
2: and a lifestyle looks juicy it looks fantastic you with, know? The, with the whole but music you never really catch him like when I used to go on 125th and I used to see these guys leaning it's before I even know knew what heroin was and what it did and I saw this dude leaning low enough to touch his laces and bounce back up then I realized it was a drug that they were addicted to and that right there is something when you see the after effects of it you really like you don't want to be a part of that you know but when you hear it glorified in so many different ways and not checked then, you know, it can become something It makes as It, as a little, to it makes it look yeah. a lot
0: different. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk with our guests and find out what they have to say about why is there so much drugs, why are there so many drugs on the streets, and what about treatment? What about if people do get addicted? Is there help that's out there? This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
3: Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, big man. Big this is big, big, shine, B.I.G. Shine, and this is, big 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 and this is the Street big Soldiers big with big Lisa Evers. Lisa real, issues, real issues, real politics, politics real people real. Only on Hot
0: 97. <sighs> Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm your host Lisa Evers. You know where to find me: Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, Facebook at Lisa Evers, and also you can catch up on episodes of Street Soldiers, both the radio version and the TV version on lisaevers.com. And what we're focusing on is this drug epidemic. Does music play a role in or have some responsibility in terms of the popularity of drugs, the use of drugs, the abuse of drugs. That's what we're finding out from our guests. Joining us in studio, Jamie Hector. He's an actor. You can currently see him co-starring in the Amazon Prime series called Bosch, where he plays a detective. But a lot of people know Jamie from the HBO series, The Wire, where he played one of the main characters the drug dealer Marlo Stanfield, and Jamie also has a nonprofit organization called Moving Mountains to help urban youth and children with the theater arts and empower them with that. And he also just finished. You've been so busy. He just finished uh, starring as Matulu Shakur, Tupac's father, in All Eyes on Me, the Tupac uh, picture. So. A lot to talk about there and a lot going on. Also with us is Alicia Reddy. She's known as the addiction angel on Staten Island and beyond for her work. She's a registered nurse and drug interventionist and she deals on the front lines with people Who are grappling with really the death and destruction that these drugs cause also joining us is up and coming hip-hop artist jidk he's on tour farewell subtrap maybe you saw his video god said trap on revolt tv and he was just nominated as uh, one of the freshman class for double xl magazine alicia take us to the streets take us to what happens with a family you have somebody they get some pills they steal some pills from somebody's medicine cabinet then what happens
1: you know what? There's so many different dynamics to this disease, but essentially it does start with the pills. They get it from their parents' cabinet. Um, you know, there's a lot of advocates on Staten Island and, and, and uh, awareness that parents have to be more aware of what they have in their cabinets, keep it locked up. Um, unfortunately, the epidemic is too far gone now. You know, the damage is done. There's so many addicted um, so we're trying to focus on prevention now, prevention and awareness, educating the parents on what to do to prevent their kids from becoming addicted. If they are already addicted, trying to educate them on signs and symptoms of relapse, uh, treatment. Um, you know what they can do if their kid comes to them and says they do have a problem.
0: Support groups and a lot and a lot of that. We're going to talk talk about the treatment too. But but where's law enforcement in all this? Oh, they're inundated. They really are. The DA's office
1: is very active. They have a, a treatment, um, a drug treatment court that they're trying to not arrest the kids. Now they're trying to put them into treatment, which is a good thing because um, a lot of these kids are getting picked up for misdemeanors and felonies because and, they're
0: stealing to support the to oh, support the pill yeah. But Jamie, but the, but that's kind
2: of a tricky situation also in regards to law enforcement because a parent's not really going to call the cops on their own kid well, if right they get caught up in the house. You but you they
1: have saying? been. A lot of parents have been oh, called wow. yeah. because they
0: they get pushed to the edge, and there's like they're desperate, and they feel like and they they're feel desperate. like if either they call the cops or the kid they could die. They just want them safe, exactly. That's unbelievable. Um, Jay, when you as you as you're traveling around, I mean the, the pills. A lot of people go, oh well, that's the suburb, you know, that's the suburb. But there's also a lot of pill talk in hip hop too. I mean, I'm thinking a young thug halftime, five over <laughs> five million hits on that, you know, on that <laughs> YouTube video, and it's yeah. like half a Zan, half a perk call yeah. it halftime. I mean the, the the pill talks in there too in hip hop.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you see that all the time and, you know, I mean, not everybody really says it to make a point. It's more so, you know, their lifestyle, you know. And I see that all the time. Um there's a there's there's countless people that kind of do that and it's just based off of almost, you know, what's popular. It's almost like a trend right now, you know.
0: And then, what do you th- what do you think you know from your experience? Because you, you said you were out on the streets there hustling right, at one right, point. Right. And what do you think people don't understand about that? Because people people look at that and go like, "Isn't that dangerous?" Or "Aren't you afraid of getting caught?" Or "Not really."
3: Well, yeah, I don't think they listen, Really, look at all of that. Um, they just more so see that it's a way to make some quick money, you know. And um, and a lot of people think that, you know, that's it's a sweet thing to do. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. The consequences that it comes with and the things that, you know, you could end up putting yourself through just to get those, you know, get that money or whatever it may be. Uh, And I think that may be probably the biggest problem, you know, for certain people. Other people are just born into that environment and that's all they see everyone else doing, so it seems almost normal, you know.
2: And and go ahead, Jim. uh, You know, with with that, I think that's the reason why you got to cater to – a youngin's passion, even if you don't know their passion, that's why I started a theater company. Because once you turn around and you can catch them before they even hit the block and put them in an organization that's gonna, or just surround them with something, whether it's music, whether it's drama, cinematography, or whatever the case may be, that's gonna spark something inside of them, then you can redirect their direction. You know, so if they're gonna go this way, they're gonna go left. It's the passion of hustling on the streets, too. Because, you know, when you're young, you really don't really know much about money. You don't know the value of money, really. You're just doing it just to do it, get that money, stack it, spend it on whatever, get a couple of sneakers. But once you understand what you're really designed for, in your purpose and life, whether whatever passion that might be, and you're surrounded by like minds, whether it's in music or the arts, then I think then then you're gonna go in that direction.
0: But let me yeah. ask you this: when we do, when you, when you were doing the wire, when the wire, you know, when the wire was playing. On HBO, which you can st- you can still see the, the the five seasons on various platforms, but you saw the grittiness of the dr- the drug dealing lifestyle wasn't always glamorous. I mean, a lot of times you see drug dealing now, drug use in the in, especially in music videos and especially in little clips that you know li- little clips people are posting on on Instagram and and uh, different platforms. And the girls, are, the, the girls are gorgeous, there's jewelry, mm-hmm. there's cars, you know, $150,000 cars, it's all that. You don't see the person that's just so desperate and looking totally busted because they're addicted and they're craving the drugs and they're ready to rob the, their own mother.
2: But they never show you the bad part of the hustle, though. I mean, even when you're trying to make it in the music industry, you know, they never show you the dude that was carrying the crates and then he became Tupac or whoever else. They just show you the part where he's living. Yeah. You know, so when he... and and
3: that's what it is. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. You know, uh, a lot of people just see like the glam and, and they don't understand it. Um and I think that's what the maybe the biggest problem is, you know.
0: Is the Alicia with the um with with the the, the teens that you deal with and with the people that are the young the young adults that are like in their early twenties what, what kinds of, are there certain issues that drive them to do the drugs? Is there, is it experimentation? Is there something about these opioids, these pills and heroin that does something to your body unlike other? Um, no, you know, I, people I, used to I, say, people would say with crack, like, oh, you can smoke crack once and you can f- technically physically get addicted. I think a
1: lot of these kids are starting at an early age smoking pot, drinking I mean, alcohol use, they're starting at 10, 11, 12 years old. It escalates to bigger and harsher drugs. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of parents smoke pot. You know, and I feel like we have to come together as a society, no matter, you know, what career you're in, whether it's, you know, a rapper or an actor, we have to send a positive message. These kids listen to rap music and watch these reality shows or any shows, you know, So much, and it does have such a powerful impact on these kids.
3: The only thing I'll say is if you, like I said before, if you start rapping uh, and and you start telling all these rappers to rap about positivity and stuff, it's going to drive them
0: away.
1: You know, like when you mentioned the song White Lines, I didn't even know what White Lines was. I loved the song. Jamie
0: mentioned it, yeah. I
1: did. I loved the song, but I liked the beat of it. And the music, and I hear the kids, they, they like a certain tune or, or you know, it's, it's not really the words, like you said, they don't listen to the words. So if you throw in positive messages and you have a good beat, the song's well, make it. But the words are there, say, but I'm gonna say with the with
0: hip hop, people uh, do listen to the words. Well, mm-hmm.
3: I'll say this, I'll say this. not not, not all the time though. With hip hop, there's some popping songs where you don't know what certain people are saying. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and that's so that's not all the way <laughs> like, right.
0: We're but, not gonna mention absolutely. any now. I'm thinking of two songs but, already. I, but the the thing that the about what listen. you
3: said was um it, it's it's one thing when the song sounds a certain way and you know they like the song and they I, I don't know what it is but it's like you they'll like the song and and maybe not understand what it's saying what they're saying and just love the song right because of the beat but when you throw that same beat and then start saying something positive all of a sudden they hear the words but it's just like nah get this it's away like, they're from get, it. like they're getting it's preached like, at it's it's corny you know what I mean? I hear what it's considered t- corny to listen to positive music. That's just what it is unless you do it in a certain way where you kind of blend in both and, and it's almost like pills in your applesauce.
2: You know, it's funny because what, what they're both saying is so true. But I remember at one point when I was in high school and it was laying to walk around with a bottle of water. You know, I mean, that's when everybody was drinking 40s. You Remember when right. Snoop was over there, like, everybody was talking about right. 40 ounces. Yeah. And, and, you walk outside was with, <laughs> and now water became a brand. It's right. like you walking around with a bottle of water. You just want to drink it because the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, and then. Because it looked
0: cool. Like, looks I have cool. enough money to buy water. Exactly. Right. You know. You understand?
2: So now the thing is, like, it, it's, it's the amount. I think it's just the amount that's coming out in the music that's awesome. It's just coming fast and furious, and I love it too, because I listen to it also, but I listen to the tracks for the most part. I used to listen to the lyrics, but like IDK said, <clears throat> for the most part, you don't even know what dude's talking about yeah. now. you know. So now, for me, I was always a lyricist and listening to the music, but once they start, if you're gonna drop it, then you can actually drop jewels in it with the track, and it could just be a balance of the two, but it just right. can't be all one thing. Right, exactly. But what what
0: about what about what what J I D K was saying about the he's just he was showing trying to show what it is just what it is. Like that there's consequences, not just fast money, but you're paying a very, very high price for that. I
3: I think that's the best way to do it. It is too. Just to tell it like it is because it's still relatable, you know, to the person who is in that that lifestyle? Who's who's who lives that and who's who knows people around their neighborhood or whatever who do those things? It's still relatable when you're telling it like it is. But when you're trying to preach and say, "Oh, don't do drugs because you're gonna die," like you know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear. But that. do you
0: think I mean, if it was if there was like a really crazy crazy beat and no, somebody did a still, did a rhyme, but they did it about like addiction, like how bad it is and how they hit rock bottom, or?
3: Uh, I, it, it could work, but um. To reach the people that I, you know, listen to music and that type of music, yeah, they're not gonna want
2: to. It's hear not gonna that. stop. But you yes. know, it's also obvious that J.I.D.K. is obviously a writer, right? So the thing about the game also is like you don't even need to be gifted to get in anymore. So you yeah. can just put whatever out there and it right. get wordplay, it get airplay, yeah. And you start to shine. It's just like, hold on a second, how'd you get on the radio? And if you, I got a youngin that just stepped to me and said, they can do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. because if this dude can get on the radio with this that he's putting out there, I know I can actually do it. So now where you, you can buy a good book and read a good book, right? And what what I'm saying is you need to be a good writer to write a really good book, and you used to have to be a really good writer and an artist and a beat maker like, to put out good music, and dudes listen to good music, and then if you write a good song, you would write it like IDK wrote it, and he would start from the beginning, Beginning, body, and the end And then it would be something that people would want to hear Because
3: you would hit them with a story People, uh, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily Really take the time to do that You know, sometimes it works Sometimes it doesn't Most of the time it does You know, but but it's just, that's that's what's popping right now. That's what it is. Whether we you know? like it or not, whether and whether there's like real
0: consequences house. or not. Exactly. That's what's popping. All right, and here's what's popping right now. Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Plus, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And when we come back, I'm going to ask our guests, what about treatment? How do we move forward? Do we keep seeing 12 to 15 people a month dying from this, almost more than 125 Every day in the United States, it's an epidemic. What are we going to do about it when we come back?
3: What up, what up? This is Machine Gun Kelly, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people, only on Hot 97. Salute!
0: Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Fox 5. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on everything Street Soldiers, TV and radio, on LisaEvers.com. And what we're focusing on in this episode Is there a connection between drug culture, drug use, and our popular music that's out there that contains so many lyrics and videos referring to drug use? That's what we're talking about with our guests. Joining us, actor Jamie Hector. He currently is co-starring in the Amazon Prime crime series, Bosch. You might have seen him in HBO's The Wire as Marlo Stanfield. He just finished playing uh, Tupac Shakur's father, Mutulu Shakur, in the uh, Tupac uh, pick, all Eyes on Me, and he has a nonprofit organization called Moving Mountains to use theater and acting to help empower our youth. Also, with us is Alicia Reddy. She's a registered nurse. She's known as the Addiction Angel. She works on Staten Island with families and with people who are dealing with this addiction uh, problem and tries to solve it for them before it's too late. Also joining us is up and coming hip-hop artist JIDK. He is uh, on tour. It's called Farewell Subtrap and you might have seen his video uh, God Said Trap on Revolt TV and also just nominated for one of Double XL's. Freshman class members, so congratulations Thank on you. that. Now, when there is a problem, even though people may not see it as urgent as a problem as we think of terrorism or gun violence or drunk driving, and which the you know the the drug overdoses numbers exceed all of those categories. But what do we do, Jamie? What do we? How do we make things better so we don't have people dying from this? You
2: spoke about Baltimore earlier on in regards to the way it looked on on the film, and one thing that you didn't see were like alternative organizations that can give them a place to go. The way that I play my part, my position is by starting this theater company, Moving Mountains. And basically, every, every student would cost like more than $1,200 a month to actually be a part of it. But for me, I'm like, look, I got my boys in the film industry. Let's raise that money, start this organization, start this program in which we can just tell them the doors are open, you got to audition, you got to come in, I got to see what you're about. And then you come in through the doors and now you have some way to redirect where you want to go and to decide where you want to go. And we check them out and they also build their resumes at the same time so that they can segue into this industry. But what i let them know while they're in there is this, you got a purpose, young man, young woman. Your purpose is going to be whatever it's going to be, but you got a purpose. To, 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 to actually leave some ba- something back on the planet before you leave. Right. You know, and it can't be something that's just way off the, the off the top. So for me in Brooklyn, in Harlem, in the Bronx, in Baltimore, my thing is just everybody play your position and just start something to counter react what's really going on.
0: And to bring them in. And what kind of changes have you seen in the in the uh the people that have come through the program?
2: I mean, all right, so I mean, in terms of college grads you know they shifted off because I beat them in the head look you don't got to go to college if you don't want to but you got to do something right you know and you have then to let's have try plan. to figure out a way for you to go to college without for coming back and falling in debt you know because that's the thing about hustling also they understand the logic behind i'm not trying to be broke i'm not trying to be in debt go to school come back out with a hundred thousand dollar debt so a few of them one graduated from purchase from buffalo from city tech and then we set them up with internships a few of them booking jobs on law and order as well as a real current role on netflix so we're setting them up in the direction where it's just like and that's not even a half so that's just a small portion of what i'm giving you right now but in truth it's like we setting them up in a direction where it's just like look it's what you're going to do but understand you got to develop your character also and move in that direction that's going to propel so you in the future
0: that's great jamie congratulations Thank on you. that that's Thank really that's, that's like really that's changing you. lives oh yeah
2: absolutely And changing
0: lives and giving that's them my a
2: responsibility new- man i played a character marlo stanfield <laughs> i was pitching work i was walking down the street in baltimore and this dude pulled up in the truck and said marlo i'm no trying way. to be like you moving keys and i'm like it was tv but it was television you understand but i understand how it affected his life though yeah you know, because he was getting you mu- can you know I could get money. I mean, a, a key of cocaine you could move that and get a lot of money, and it made it look real easy for me on television. Right. So now it's my responsibility before the wire and also during and after the wire to set something up where I could just move them in a different direction.
0: That's that, that's fantastic. That's what what about Alicia? What about in terms of treatment? Somebody calls you and like what kind of calls do you get? My I'm a, I'm I'm about I get, to.
1: I get calls mostly from siblings and parents. You know, the kids are already addicted, bad. Um, they need help, treatment. We only have 23 beds on Staten Island right now for detox. So the kids, you know, they, they're getting turned away because the beds are full. There's waiting lists on all the facilities in New, the New York area. Kids are waiting. If they're getting arrested, they're on parole, you know, and they're coming up dirty. They still have to wait for treatment centers for a bed to open up. So it's a big it's a huge issue on Staten Island, and I think a lot of people are trying to come together and make changes. It's just taking so long. I think, you know, it has to be quicker. But it, what, kind
0: of things, what, what kind of things would we help? We need
1: more beds. We need crisis center. Um, we need treatment centers, bigger, more beds, um, and just, you know, the resources are there, but once, once people call you, there's nowhere to put them right? unless they have good insurance or money. If they don't have insurance or money and they have to go to a Medicaid facility, that's difficult because they're all flooded.
0: And then this, and this idea that people have, like, you can go to rehab for 30 days, come back clean, and it's, it's, it's no. not it's that not it's simple.
1: not a cure. The, 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 the actual work starts after 30 days. Then, then the true work starts. Mm. Then when they, they come have to, out. Yes, absolutely. They have and to the drug dealer
0: is right there waiting for them, like, hey, the drug I bet you missed me. The drug dealers are the gra- grandmas
1: on the corner. You know, the the kids that are addicts feeding their own addiction. It's not the typical drug dealer that I would think of when I was younger. It's it's anybody. It's anybody. Everyone's selling their prescription and their pills to make a quick buck to put food on their table or pay a bill. Game so people are change. just getting
0: these prescriptions Absolutely. and then if they're on a program or a plan or a health whatever. Absolutely pays I for just it. got
1: a phone call from a mother that told me her son's girlfriend who's pregnant gets a script and sells the bottle for seven hundred dollars she fills it and she sells it it
0: helps them pay their rent and that's very common very common and then you know where those pills end up right jay when you look at the when you when you look at the problem you know and you, and you look at any concerns like people coming up with so many drugs in their systems the ones that survive uh like what does it do you know
3: I you know i was i was actually incarcerated and my cellmate was a uh, a, a heroin addict and I, you know I saw how he was trying to you know kick that withdrawal and I saw some of the things he was going through you know like sweating at night and couldn't sleep and couldn't eat and I that was one of the things that kind of opened my eyes you know one of the ma- main reasons why I make the type of music that I make um, I think music is very influential mm. You know what I mean? I think it's one of the most influential things, if not the most. And so I feel like, yes. you know, for me, the way that I I I, I kind of help the situation is by, like I said, not really being biased or being on either side, just telling the story like it is. And there'll be some individuals that listen to that and understand it. You know, I've seen people who say, you know, they, they like they like trap music But they especially like my music Because I'm saying something You know what I mean And I feel like because of that That'll bring um, uh, uh, That'll help change a lot of the uh, things that's, That are going on right now But you know A lot of it is just Really man it, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do When I'm like one of the few people doing it You know It's something that's gonna have to change Amongst a lot of people
0: When you're a thought leader, when you're a thought leader, when you're a change maker, that's what happens. At first, it's kind of lonely out there on the cutting edge. (laughs) But then when people start following you and copying you, you you know, know? the biggest. Yeah,
3: Yeah. And the good thing about it is, you know, I really stick by what I do. I made a vow. It's just it's in my name. You know what I mean? I can't escape my name. And that's what I'll continue to do. No matter what I do, the bigger picture will always be ignorantly delivering knowledge, you know
0: is just to get it out there, right, and you feel and you and you feel you feel like that's your purpose, and that's, that's almost like definitely a mission. my
3: purpose yes
0: is, is to, my is purpose to, get, is to get that out there, yes, yeah, and then in terms of the after and somebody comes out of rehab and then they're subjected to the music, Alicia, what does that do to them? Does that make mm. them feel second because drug addicts they play mind games right with themselves
1: yeah, it's very difficult for an addict to stay clean, you know it's very hard, it really depends on a great support system um meetings or really whatever truly works for them everybody's everybody's situation is completely different but you have to get plugged in you have to stay with like-minded people and you know you hit on a key point that you know you said that music is the most influential thing that we have for these kids and it is and if i i feel like if we just promote more positive i think you guys have the influence to really send a powerful message to these kids that it's not cool. They think it's cool, mm. you know, and it's not cool, and we're losing too many kids. Mm. So at what cost? I mean, is it that important? It, it, I, I know there's, it affects everybody's family there's not a person i don't run into that doesn't say i have an addict in my family or i know, so, or they know someone or close that they friend. was absolutely so even in the pop culture and the rap and actors and everything it it has to be that they have to we have to start changing you know the way um things are being promoted and just send a different message
2: i think in, it's um a combination of definitely music and boredom i mean like in areas of Long Island, I mean, I've seen where people can just get very bored and then create something, you know, and they create a drug, sniffing in a bag or something like that. And it's just like, where'd that come from? But it was just nothing to do, so they thought of something to do. And with that, that's where everything else got to come. You know, you got to hold all of these institutions responsible, whether it's the church, whether it's the school, whether it's the after school program. Our society. Yeah, everybody's got to be held responsible to actually, you know, I mean, it's my tax dollars, man. Spend it right. you know. Don't put a block in the street or, or some, some brick cement block and tell me that costs like $1,500 to put there to make the neighbor look good. I don't need that. Set something up after school or a program that's gonna be fun and exciting, but at the same time, like JIDK is doing, hit you with that approach where I'm gonna sneak some, 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 some information, knowledge in here. some knowledge in there, and then you're gonna leave saying, hold on a second, I, my daughter left my program because I set it up, she comes. And she was like, we were kings and queens before we went out. You know, I teach all of that at home. But the music instructor was teaching him that over the summer, in the summer program. And it's like, Dad, we were kings and queens. All that black-on-black shooting stuff and, you know, that image of this is what you were. You came from slavery. Nah, we came from something before that. But that's something that she got. She'll never forget it. She's gonna come back home with that, you right. know. And I think that's something that we're held responsible to. And then we just gotta do it.
1: You know, Definitely. a lot of parents aren't home. You know, and these kids are are so plugged into social media and music.
0: Well, if there's no program or anything, what are you going so to turn to? That's why the easiest programs, thing
1: programs, it- you know, we have to take responsibility. Your teachers, your coaches, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else that uh, that influences these kids. It has to be, we have to change the gear towards the message being sent out
0: there. JIDK, do yeah. you have people coming up to you about your lyrics, talking to you and saying, yeah, man, that's real or that affected me?
3: Of course, all Tell the time. Tell me about that you know and and of course you know there are some people who sometimes maybe not they might not understand exactly what i'm saying right away and maybe take it the wrong way you know that happens um but that's where why things like this are here you know what i mean where you can explain and really show people what i really mean by certain things you know they got websites like genius.com where you can break down some of the lyrics or whatnot but yeah a lot of the times a lot of people say you know i can relate to your story i i feel what you're talking about and That's one of the things that a lot of the popular music doesn't have. People don't necessarily feel the music and what the people are saying all the time they more so just like it and the style of it the aesthetic of it is just cool it's so, just a swag right a, you know right. just exactly.
0: swaganometry right there what's Ex- going on exactly I wish we had more time to talk with you but uh, <laughs> I hope you come back to Street Soldiers yeah definitely uh, yeah. next time you're around New York I want to thank all of our guests uh, Jamie Hector Alicia Reddy and JIDK thank mm-hmm. you all so very very much for being part of this episode of Street Soldiers and um, also I want to say a special thank you to my whole crew Hot 97 executive producer Tone Capone associate producer Rose D digital producer Mia Bell our intern El Haj Malik and also my Fox 5 crew our uh, technical director Brian Quinn our cameraman The one and only Andre Greller, the one and only Damani Robinson, the whole team back at uh, Fox 5, production behind the scenes, making it all happen. There's so many people involved. But my executive producer, Chris Sobel, producer um, Jeff Gessoff, and everybody else working to make this show great. Vinny, shout out to you. And also special thanks, because, you know, there's a lot of people that get this whole thing together every week and bring people to us and bring great guests to us like this. I want to thank Solji from Trio Entertainment, also Hot 97's own DJ Juanito, who told us about Alicia and uh, helped her get here and also i want to say get well soon to fox 5 editor jay ryback one of our very best jay is an editor video editor at fox 5 who is in he's got his little place in hip-hop history i got him turned on to hip-hop back in the day mm-hmm. because he stayed up till 4 a.m one morning with me editing 50's first tv interview that he did for fox 5 so a uh, big shout out to you jay we wish you wish uh, you get well and uh if you want to find out more about Street Soldiers, go to LisaEvers.com. You know where to find me, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Facebook. We post all the links to everything um, after today on that and on LisaEvers.com. And I uh, hope you have a great week. And remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.